You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up and happy Friday. You're listening to Green Room Live Replay brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Earlier today, Brandon Lee Gowton and Seamus Clancy went live on the Spotify Green Room app and they each took their stance on the best Eagles jersey colors. So we want to know, are you team Kelly Green or Midnight Green? There's been some excitement over the last couple of weeks about not just with the Eagles, but across the NFL about alternate jerseys, alternate helmets, all of these things. So for the last nearly a decade, I would say, uh, the NFL has had a rule where players need to have just one helmet. I think part of that was at least said to be some sort of safety thing. Players having one helmet throughout the year, uh, the league is better able to track it and see what's, what's happening to the helmet. And I guess it's all done with the idea of you know, protecting players' brains, a player's safety thing with the, the rise we've seen in players' post-career with CT and that, that stuff. But the NFL introduced a rule that they were going to allow alternate helmets beginning in 2022. And the thing with that is, specifically for the Eagles, it never made sense for the Eagles to have alternate Kelly Green jerseys when they're stuck with their normal midnight green helmet. That just wouldn't work. But with the advent of an alternate colored helmet, they could then have a green helmet with silver wings and then, as their third alternate uniform, have a Kelly Green look. So that's pretty welcomed by a lot of Eagles fans, myself included, as the third uniform. But it brings up the debate that's raged for for years. You know, we're looking at over two decades now where a lot of fans would prefer Kelly Green to be the team's permanent go-to look. BLG is among those people. I am Team Midnight Green. I love the idea of Kelly Green. As an alternate jersey to wear once per year, you have a nice primetime home game against the Cowboys or something. You throw those on and maybe a big, you know, four o'clock game of the week on Fox Sunday afternoon. Yeah. But otherwise, a midnight green guy. And you're wrong for that. You're, you're wrong for wanting that color. I'm going to destroy um, you with facts and logic. All right, that's good because I came with none of that. Because um, it's not just about facts and logic, shame. It's about fun and emotional. And uh, to me, the biggest thing that I don't like about Midnight Green is that I always say, and I said this on the podcast that you were listening to, Shaman. So you've heard me say this before, but in case anyone didn't, it just reminds me too much of the era when it came out. So it was 1996, I believe, you know, when Midnight Green debuted. And obviously they've updated the color since then. It's not literally the exact same shade or whatever. But it just reminds me of the Nike 90s. Nike changed the shade, I believe, I guess we could say, right? Yeah. And just kind of like the link reminds me of when it was built, too. Like, they just kind of feel a little outdated. They don't feel like the modern NFL jersey. When you look at, like, the Seahawks and how fun theirs is or even some of these other more modern ones, like, it just doesn't look like it fits in today's modern NFL where I think – Kelly Green pops so much. Uh, I can't really include a picture, I guess, in here, but I feel like... Close your eyes and imagine. 
Yeah, I feel like you. Some of you have had to have seen this Jalen Hurts, you know, edit that some a fan did. Whoever did a beauty did a job. Where it's just like, how could you not want that? Like that is so much better than Midnight Green. It's a novelty thing to me. So this is this is my thing I was thinking about earlier today, and I, I've thought about before. So let's say twenty twenty three, because the Eagles apparently I don't know how. Definitive this is already submitted their alternate uniform for 2022 to be their black jersey. So it seems, at least on the surface, that the soonest they could have a different uniform set is 2023. So let's say Jeffrey Lurie, who deplores, I wouldn't say deplores, is very against the Kelly Green jerseys for a few different reasons. We could get into those too. But just say in 2023, he brings back Kelly Green. They're all Kelly Green. They changed everything in the link to Kelly Green theme rather than Midnight Green. Let's say they do that for 30 years. And come 2053, there's going to be a lot of 50 and 60 and 40-year-olds who are saying, remember when we had Midnight Green as kids? Why can't we bring Midnight Green back in the same fervor with which people are saying they want Kelly Green back? People are going to be angling for like a Midnight Green alternate jersey. They're going to say, oh my God, it's the 30th anniversary of the Super Bowl season. We need to have a midnight green alternate this year. It's all about novelty and this you want what you can't have thing. Yes, you can go to the Eagles Pro Shop and buy a Mitchell Ness or 47 brand t-shirt or a jersey or hat in the Kelly Green style. But the idea of it, what makes it special is that you kind of can't have it or it's something that's only had once per year. And you see the same thing across Patterson Avenue with the Phillies and the, the maroon and baby blue stuff. The Phillies have a throwback Thursday. Whenever they play at home on Thursdays, they wear baby blue jerseys. That's perfect. That's the way it should be. They have their modern set. The same thing can be said of the Eagles two times per year. You know, big games, Cowboys, Giants, Divisional, Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. You bring out the Kelly Greens for that. So when I've done polling in the past on BGN, and I don't know if I've done it since they won the Super Bowl, which is obviously a big sticking point for some people, I'm sure yourself included, Seamus, where it's like, they can't go back to Kelly Green now, especially since they won the Super Bowl in Midnight Green. Now, but again, going back to the polling that I've done before, Kelly Green has always been more popular. And now that doesn't mean it's representative of the entire Eagle fan base because this is just a poll on Bleeding Green Nation. You know, it's a small sample size, relatively speaking. And it isn't like I it's like 60-40, I think, the split in favor of Kelly Green as the full time. I would, I would assume there would have been more, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It, might, well, it might be like 65-35, but, um, okay. but it's definitely significant. It's not like a 50-50 at all. Again, that was my, maybe before Super Bowl. Again, I don't know if it's changed. But but to me, my sense is that the Kelly Green is just more popular because it's better, obviously. <laughs> and I just think it, it's more exciting. And I, I just don't get excited by Midnight Green. Same as I don't own any Midnight Green Eagles apparel other than like one Super Bowl shirt I have that is gray as like a base, but might have like some midnight green lettering in it somewhere. Um, everything else I have is Kelly green. So obviously I'm wearing a midnight green shirt as we speak for <laughs> this debate, but I feel like your best outfits, some of the stuff I've seen you in your best stuff is like Kelly green though. Like the stuff that pops the most, the stuff that I feel like you're wearing Kelly green in that picture of you and me that we have from your tailgate that you put up on uh, the site recently. Yeah, that's what. What do we put that in there for? Uh, oh, like, I did. I did like an article, mailbag, something, right? Or mailbag, was, somebody yeah. talking about it. Yeah, oh, the first was, uh, tailgate you know, back. Tailgate back. Yes, yes. 
That, but that's a special occasion. It was a playoff. <laughs> I have. I didn't have a nice midnight green jacket. Mm. I bought one like last winter. You know, getting ready for the 2020 season. Obviously, that never happened. But that was a cool jacket that I liked that I had Kelly Green because it had a Miller Lite patch on it that Ashley got for me for like my birthday one year or Christmas or something like that. But one thing that makes me wonder about the interest in Midnight Green going up is that you see a company like Mitchell and S, you would assume they only made, you know, classic era Kelly Green stuff. Okay. I would say about almost you know, 40% to half of their stuff now is Midnight Green Era stuff because we're so detached and it's been so long that you're having these classic elements come back up. They have T.O. t-shirts and jerseys, Brian Dawkins, Brian Westbrook, you know, t-shirts memorializing the beginning of Lincoln Financial Field. We have some breaking news here, by the way. I don't know if you saw this. Um, shout out to Marcus Erickson in the chat. First pointed out to me, uh, the Cowboys are going to be in hard knocks this year. Oh, I thought it was going to be something crazier than that. I saw that. No. Um, so, okay. A little side note there. It's not, I guess. See, like, I'm going to hate watch that, but at the same time, there is an, and we, this is going to derail the whole podcast, but there mm-hmm. is an unintentional comedy scale there for sure, right? Oh, with Mike McCarthy involved? Absolutely. Yeah. And Dak and Zeke, and like, you're going to hate 75% of it, but the other 25%, you're going to be like, oh my God, this this has organizational dysfunction written all over it. Well, that or it's going to like get people so hyped up up on them even more. Like it's going to even like ramp up the national conversation and hype about them. So after the first episode of Hard Knocks, you should go on and bet the under on Cowboys win total. I think I'm going to bet that. <laughs> I feel like uh, I can't wait to see how Blogging the Boys covers that. How, how they get out of that? Because I feel what's like... going to happen to the NFC East mixtape during that era. Yeah, you know, yeah. You need the way they have recapped shows for Game of Thrones yeah, I know. or, or Loki point. or whatever. You're going to have to do a recap show for Hard Knocks. Yeah, we probably are. Um, great. <laughs> um, but getting back to um, – Yeah, give me some of your Midnight Green – I mean – or Kelly Green, I should say, since you're pro Kelly Green. It could be either or if you're anti-Midnight Green takes. What are you vibing with? What sets this off for you? Because, Brandon, you're about my age. I would assume that you've only seen the Eagles wear Kelly Green uniforms in a game once. Am I correct right. saying it the same way I am? Yeah, but that was like so fun to me. That one game was yeah. like, this looks amazing. Like, obviously, and- I think those are like the worst version of Kelly Green jerseys they've ever worn, too. Sure. Like, in, a, in a weird way that they people love them Green. and people want to go back to it. But it, it's actually weird because they're worse than the Randall era, they're worse than the Jaws era, they're worse than the Bednarik era, even though I guess they were supposed to be like the Bednarik era, but those were long yeah. sleeve jerseys, and I think those work better. Yeah, obviously, you know, those ones in 2010 weren't, you know, they weren't like a finished, they weren't like a fully fleshed, full-time. They're still uniform. Reebok, they're not as, as yeah. daring it, as Nike, even it, though I prefer to wear a Reebok jersey. And they were made for one game. They weren't made yes. to like last, you know, their permanent uniform. If there was a permanent uniform, they put much more thought and everything into them. Um, Correct. So, but yeah, I, but even so, like, for, for, with say, having all that said, I just thought they really popped. Um, now, I kind of want to get into the conversation since, you know, this debate is probably useless anyway. They're not going back to Kelly Green because they're going to stick with Midnight Green. And yeah, Lori, from what I've ascertained over the years, speaking with some people, and just reading the tea leaves, 
Jeffrey Lurie wants the Eagles to be a global franchise, especially in the immediate aftermath of the Super Bowl. Obviously, that's not really the case, but he wants them to be, and I admired the thinking, and that's the kind of thinking you want with your team's owner. He wants them to be like the Dallas Cowboys. He wants them to be Manchester United. He wants them to be the Yankees. He doesn't necessarily want to be this insular, you know, throwback to the, you know, grit and grind type defense of the Buddy Ryan era, this ultra super Philadelphia, you know, kind of cliched blue collar stuff that I eat up all the time. But I don't think he likes the remnants of that era in that way. So it's always going to be midnight green here. But the question is, will they make it a third jersey? And I'm super pro third jersey. And I think it'd be foolish at this point not for them to do it. The block's fine, but it's been 20 years probably. You know, the, the point of having an alternate jersey is to have some fun, right? That's yeah. the point to do something different. As we've seen with the Nike era and the NBA the last couple of years, they're pulling out different alternate jerseys every single year. Yeah, you know, teams' uniforms don't even look the same a year apart. Yeah, um, let's talk. Let's get into the third jersey discussion a little bit. Since the most yeah. realistic basis here, so I've been kind of like wondering this in my head because I I don't dislike the black jersey, and I actually like. I evol- think I like it more than most people. Like I, I like the evolution from how it originally was because I used to do up until what was it, like, two thousand fourteen? They just did. Yeah, I believe so. I think 2013 was the last year where they did black top and then white pants still. And they they had done black and on green at some point too. Um, yeah, but that's that's going yeah quite that's, a ways that's back. That's bad. Yeah, um, like yeah, that. and it didn't look good. It was it was too much. Um, now, I think it's just weird to me though how much we're seeing it. I guess because it's not even one of the Eagles' colors. Really, at the end of the day, like black is not—it's just not one of their colors. Like it's just, it's just not. I mean, obviously, there's some black with the evil logo, but it's not like one. I'm a big—I'm a big silver guy. I wonder if they could do silver. I, you probably can't. I don't know if you can pull that off. But um, the, the wash—I'm saying Washington, Seattle had a gray uniform hmm. for a year or two, and I kind of like that. And it's just something different. Obviously, the other team would need to wear their color jerseys because you can't really yeah. wear white and gray. Correct. But if the NFL is and Nike together are interested in some more one-year experiments akin to what they're doing in the NFL, I wouldn't be opposed to having like an all-gray uniform set. And maybe you have, you know, in the spirit of some older Eagles uniforms, what if you had like a white helmet with green, uh, mm. wings? green wings? Yeah, I would, so, yeah, I would like to uh, look I'm a at big that. white helmet, green wings guy. Especially if you're talking about the Kelly Green look. I think that yes. looks clean. I think it looks yes. cleanest with I think like it, Kelly it Green wings. Up. Yes. Um, pants. So let's get into – so my understanding is that you can wear – teams can wear their alternates up to three times per is it year. three? But the Eagles usually do two. Yeah, it used to be, I think, only two. But I think it got expanded to three. Um, okay. So what's the right breakdown here? Let's say, like, they can do more than – one, you know what I mean? Like, I, I let's you mean probably, more than one alternate jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like, what would you like to see if they could do more than one alternate jersey? Okay, so you would save the black. So if you if you had three day, if you have three types of uh, three games, you could wear alternates. Slip between the Kelly green and a black, and then the obvious midnight green jersey, white jersey for the road, etc. I would do that. Ooh, I'm going to change up my original idea. You wear black. I was originally going to say for your primetime game, 
you have it as you know the blackout at home. I think that's a fun atmosphere, a fun branding. But I would like them to, to see them finally wear some alternate jerseys on the road, which you never Ooh. see from the Eagles, and other teams do do it. So let's say they're playing down in Dallas, and the Cowboys are wearing their traditional white home jerseys. What if the Eagles go down to Dallas in the all-black jerseys? Yeah. I'm into that. Sure. Uh, but usually you're going to make them for like a special event, right? You know, the mm-hmm. way I said primetime is the black jerseys. Or if they have a big divisional game, maybe it's Kelly Green or they have every every home opener is a Kelly Green jersey. What do you think of that? Yeah, something that was... For Thursday night football, they wear Kelly Green in that Phillies baby blue Thursday throwback Thursday vein. There you go. Uh, you could also tie in that game as like, you know, bring a legend back on or someone. You yeah, know, or you know, Eric like Allen that. comes back or something. Right. Um, that could be a nice little thing every year, like the, kind like of like that. a Legends Night or Alumni, like whatever. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun way to kind of nod to the past. Um, so, I think something like that could be fun. You know, yeah, I don't. I guess they can't do that because they have to submit a third jersey and stick with that one, as opposed well, to. Do you, you think know, they should be able to have more than three jerseys? Are you proposing sure. that? Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> you know, at what point is it too much? Like, like I love having crazy jerseys. I love what Nucky uh-huh. did with Oregon, and there was a lot of. You know, juice then when the Eagles had chip and they're talking about different uniforms and stuff like that. But at what point is it now where, uh, again, I'm, I like I like the fun. I like having a bunch of jerseys. But you're watching the NBA conference finals and the Milwaukee Bucks are wearing blue uniforms. The no. Atlanta Hawks are wearing black uniforms. Like it's it's the playoffs. It's the conference finals. Wear your jerseys. Yeah, I, I mean, I would just say the four, you know, or at least the yeah. four. Like, so Midnight Green, obviously they can do, um, you know, you can change up with the pants here a little bit in terms yeah, of, I like, like, I like the white on green pants. People know I'm, that's, like, my favorite Eagles. I'm glad they brought that back. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was sort of the – they White on white that. looks like preseason to me is the way I frame it. I totally agree. And that makes sense in the preseason because it's hot. Yeah, with, they, the, with the weather. And, and that's yeah, why yeah. Chip would – they did that a lot during the chip era, even though white on green was a thing that Andy liked a lot, or at least I shouldn't say liked a lot, chose to use a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Chip, it was the you know the extra two percent, the sports science thing to have you know white on white. So one of my things about white on white is I don't like it in theory, but I feel like it was executed the best possibly against the Panthers in 2017. I was going to say the same thing where they wore the white socks, everything. Yeah. Everything because other be white. players have a clash too much. Otherwise, well, because yeah, there's like black shoes and stuff too. I don't like that. Like it has to. If you're going to, if you're literally doing white top, white pants, everything has to be white. All the sleeves and shoes and gloves, like everything has to be all white at that point. That yep. looks good. But even yes. then, I don't. I'm going to see that like once a year, maybe. And again, I guess at a nighttime game or something. Color it's just, done right. They don't. That's not a thing anymore. I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Not really. I just feel like teams like, have I don't creative enough the jerseys. branding or anything like that. No. Yeah, Ryan uh, Ebo um, said uh, gray. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like this, the silver. Doug says he hates the black. It's played out. Not an Eagles color. Yeah, BLG was saying like it's not even one of their primary jerseys. But I'm into the gray. Uh, again, mm-hmm. I said Seattle had used that in the past uh, before. Maybe it was during the color rush over. I remember one year they had like the whole like teal. Or that that limeish green that they have, they did one all gr- lime green. They did one all gray. So I mean, that's yeah. an experiment. I could see fans being against it. Maybe it seems bland, 
but again, if it's in that that type where you're saying that Thursday night game against the Panthers in 2017, if they have gray socks, if they have gray cleats, if they have gray gloves, all gray long sleeve shirts, that's a situation where it might look like, you know, you have a classic, you know, MLB road jersey like the, the Yankees or the Phillies grays or the Red Sox or the Tigers. Another thing I like about Kelly Green, just I'm looking at some of the hats I have right now. Um, it's just the logo. I just like the whole eagle. The logo is better. Yeah. The whole, will, the entire I will, eagle. I will see that. Because it's an eagle. It's not just the head of an eagle. It's like literally a whole eagle. Like, I think that's important too. And it's holding a football, I guess, which is fun. Um, like, the, 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 the regular eagle head is fine. I don't think it's necessarily a bad logo. Um, it's actually unique, and it's like one of the. I think it's the only logo in the NFL that I wrote about once upon a time. It's facing uh, that one way. It's facing left. Um, some people are trying to talk to me about like how the Bengals tiger head faces left. Well, that's not actually their real logo. Their real logo is the B. It's not the the tiger head. Um, whereas obviously the eagle head is their primary logo, and it's also funny because yeah, there's like the the you can actually see the letter E in the Eagles logo, like that's on the right not side. I don't know. I guess I probably it probably does, man. But like, I don't want to give them that much credit. Even like, it's it's fun. It's a fun Easter egg for fans. It's yeah. one of those, those things that goes up on those Facebook memes pages. Like, your aunt will share that every you uh-huh. know, the third week of August because it blows up on old people Facebook or something like that. That's like the most traffic trafficked article on, on Bleeding Green Nation ever. By the way, is <laughs> that post I did. Well, Which, that's what I mean. A lot of that probably stemmed from that article. It, it did, yeah. It was like people sharing it. I remember like he had sites like just stealing it, like ripping my image that I made like with a crappy MS Paint like outline to, to, style. to do the E, yeah, like to just to highlight where the E is. Like so, just so obviously like ripped off for me because like, of how bad it was. Yeah, um, like, like people could have done it better, but uh, yeah. So I think that's. I guess I don't know where I was going with the point of that. Um, but I guess that's unique. but you you like the Kelly Green Arrow logo better? Yeah, the entire eagle because that's 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 who they are. They're the Eagles. It's an entire eagle. It's not just a bird head. Other teams have bird heads like the Ravens and the Falcons. Well, I guess the Falcons is like the whole thing. So that's fine or whatever. But oh, um, I'm looking at the uh, a list of Eagles logo history on my phone. Okay. So do you like eighty-seven and ninety-five that eagle or like? 48 to 68 that eagle um i'm talking about just like the standard any kind of kelly green thing you have basically like any all of the kelly green hats i have have the same kind of kelly green eagle facing left holding a football and it's one claw i also actually have here that has the white eagle on one but obviously that's not as good the kelly green is better there's an the one they wore from 69 to 72 is a little too like hokey or something. It's militaristic, I would say. Mm. <laughs> it conjures up some images of things that probably shouldn't be conjured up. Right. Oh, I, dude, I typed it up, and like the seventh image that comes up is the literally the MS Paint thing that you did. If you type in Eagles logo, yeah, 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 the first page, and it's this one links to BGN. So of thankfully, not some ripoff, you know, four for four Philly sports blog or whatever. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, Del McKissick in the chat here says, can we have an actual green and not a teal-looking color? Yeah, I mean, that's one of my biggest things, too, with Midnight Green. Like, it's, like is it green? <laughs> Nike didn't have the color. Is that but, that's what happened, right? Nike didn't have that color swatch in their repertoire, but, so that's why it's different that. than it was. That doesn't make any sense, though. Yeah, but that but that like, speaks to the uniqueness of it, and I think that's why hmm. in like the Puma and Reebok era, it worked a little bit better. I don't know. People do like to say the unique thing, but I don't know. It's just like unique doesn't necessarily mean good. Yeah, it's not like real though. It's not like a real thing. It's not like, and it's not even like truly green. Like it is like this like teal, like aquamarine, whatever kind of like color, depending on the lighting and everything. Yeah, that's just a big reason why I think Kelly green is so simple because you look at that color. Like I think maybe think about it this way: like take a random group of a hundred people, kind of like Family Feud style, and like show them the Eagles jersey. And, like, how many people out of those 100 are definitely going to say, like, green for that color? I feel like it's not, like, 100 for 100. Whereas if you did that with Kelly Green, everyone would be like, oh, that's green. <laughs> I think it's that simple. One time, and this is obviously a more personal touch here, I was sitting on my step, like, as a kid. I was wearing a Kelly Green jersey. I believe it was Wilbur Montgomery, you know, killing time before the Eagles, you know, started on, like, a Sunday or something. And someone is walking down the street. I, I think he was my neighbor, but like not my next door neighbor, but you know, lived further down the block. And he was like, "Is that a Jets jersey?" I was mm-hmm. like, "No, it's an Eagles jersey." First of all, why would you think it's a Jets jersey when it's, you're in Philadelphia? But secondly, <laughs> that speaks to it—the lack of uniqueness and a jersey color that probably is a little bit more prominent. And again, that's a very specific one-off tale. Mm-hmm. But it happened at a young age for me that kind of thought that, "Oh, these are the same colors as the Jets." No, I mean that's definitely a fair point. I mean they're they're more similar, of course, but like I I do think they are definitely different. Like I definitely do think oh, there's yeah, a yeah. distinct I mean, and, difference. And in reality, it's it's more akin to the Jets of a gone by era too. Anyway, the you know yeah. the Mark Gastineau era of the eighties. Yeah, because they have like the Jets have like a darker green going on. Yeah, it's 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 a little paralleled with the the Jets current green. I guess is more similar to the Eagles current green than the Kelly green. I feel like their jerseys are like heavy on white too. I just feel like I, I associate yes. that with it more. Like, whereas Kelly Green is just like it's just about Kelly Green, not so much about like the white accents like it is with the Jets. Um, How would you split up the jerseys? You asked me if they were, if they had four jerseys, yeah, they had three times to wear alternates. What is your split? So I was trying to think about this. I was like thinking hard about this. This very important hypothetical. I think so. Again, we're assuming you're doing the four. Yeah, so it's the midnight green um, top, white top, uh, black top, and then Kelly green top. We're just going by top, so you can mix and match the pants where applicable. Um, 
I think, hmm. I was trying to think, I think I'm between like, I'm thinking about two, like doing two for one and then one for the other. I mean, obviously that's the only split that makes sense if you're doing four. Yeah, big um, math guy over here, saber yeah. metrics. Uh, I think, I just don't think the black is, I think the black can cut its seal for a little bit. So I think doing that once a year Put is fine. Right. I'm not saying it's gone forever. I agree. But let's wait some time, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think we need to eradicate it, but I, I think we need to kind of just, it doesn't feel like special anymore. I remember like growing up. When, dude, when it first, it came out in 2003. Right. And the jersey every kid wanted for Christmas was a yep. black jersey. I had a black Javon Kirsch jersey. I was so I excited a, to get that thing. Had B West. I got for Very Christmas nice. one year. Yours aged well better than mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I remember being excited about that. But looking back, too, it's funny. Like, the black on the white pants is not a good look, or at least especially. No, not the at black. all. I guess I they didn't have, could they not have three pants back then or something, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Another thing that bothers me about the um, all black, though, is like I don't like the white stripe on the pants. Like It should be all black. If we're doing all black. If you're doing all black, do all black. Don't yeah. Have, same don't same thing with the all white. Like If we're going all white, like like the, the shoes again, everything, like yeah. the accents all have to be white. Like Stop mixing the colors like, too much. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I'm going Kelly Green twice a year. Is there a favorite. specific, you know, thing you're looking for? Like the Thursday? Like that's what mm. they have. A, even if they have a... What if Nike did a new rollout, like they had with Color Rush, where they're branding Thursday Night Football as Throwback Thursday? Um, yeah, I don't really care when, honestly. I, okay. I think... Uh, I mean, I talked about, you know, the alumni the thing. That could be thing. cool. But um, I think that's the thing. I think it's versatile. I think it. I mean, you probably want it for at least one night game because I think just like the contrast, you know, of a dark and showcase it for the for the national for the national audience. crowd. Yeah, I think you at least want one on there. But I think you can pull one off on a Sunday, one o'clock start too. I think that's yeah. Hard. I I think of like the one of my the one of the best games the Eagles ever had in black uniforms was a one o'clock game against the Broncos where they thoroughly annihilated right. them in twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's probably the that's the, like that's the one of the only times they've done not the only time, but maybe like one. Uh, of the I, only could, times. I could try to think in recent history in 2016 when Bradford came back. Oh, the Vikings! Black, yeah, believe. that's right. They also did it against the Giants. Some of that stuff with the Vikings, not to get too off track, is wild. Before we even got to the the pinnacle with 38 to seven, like that like that trade, Bradford uh-huh. coming back, this and that is. I'm getting off sidetracked, but yeah, it's... uh... Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams 
from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Um, Ryan in the chat here. Well, first I'm going to say Chris, Chris Kosher says, Bleeding Midnight Green Nation. No, Bleeding Kelly Green Nation. Um, Ryan Ebo, our good friend here, has been with us, says, uh, have we decided or have we debated who should replace Wentz on the big banner on the link yet? And he says it should be the Brandon Graham strip sack. Yeah, let's get into this. Let's get into yeah. this. I think this is, this is a good second topic as we're going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be. Right? I, so I mean, here's the thing. But what happens if in like two years he's playing for another team? Does that matter to you? It wouldn't doesn't matter. matter. Brandon Graham's yeah, an all-time what, eagle. Yeah, Brandon so Graham's what, an all-time. So let's walk through my head. Before when it first started, there was a thing that was like not specifically Donovan McNabb, but was made to look like him. Then when he left, it became a generic thing. And then once the Wentz uh-huh. era kind of got in full steam, it became Wentz. So the options here are to either memorialize an iconic moment, the most iconic moment in the history of yeah. Philadelphia sports, or to have something more generic. I, and I, I, don't, I, I don't want it to just be like a Super Bowl trophy or like, the, no. like you know, Jeffrey. Because then it's like you're still hanging on to that one specific season more than anything where – That would the, be embarrassing, the honestly. Itself is momentous thing. Yeah. Right. And also you're, you're honoring like an all-time – and look, even with Wentz, like obviously we know it's all Carson Wentz, but there is a level of generic to that. Like, it's not literally – like, his 11 isn't in view. Like, it's a little bit dulled down. I mean, that's what it was with McNabb, too. Yeah, like you were saying there. There's also the Deshaun one at one point. But it wasn't that's like true. you could – you can't, like, see his last name or even his numbers on the jersey. Like, it's it's, it's a generic version of this player who we all know. Um, I feel like they're going to do – I feel like the Eagles, what they're going to do is do something lame. And, like, just, it's going to be, like, this weird, like, just generic, like, whatever, like, just kind of – Maybe it's like a group of guys, like a little it's huddle a guy or something. It's a green jersey holding the hand of a guy in a midnight green jersey. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's going to be. Um, yeah, I would love to see. I mean, I don't. You can't really put like the Tom Brady on there, obviously. Like even if yeah, strip so that, sacking that's a weird thing, right? So like, I don't know if it's the strip sack itself, but there's some kind of depiction of Brandon Graham. I, I would say because like, who would not be okay with that? Like, who would? Like, I I think Brandon Graham has reached the point who just where Brandon Graham. Yeah, that's what basically I'm trying to say. I think he's reached the point where no one is thinking he's a bust anymore. Everyone pretty much loves him. I think everyone Kelsey because he seems the most sure. You know, but uh, BG, I mean that's fine. But I think BG just is like, but I don't even think Kelsey would want that. Honestly, you know what I mean? Like, I think if you asked him, like I feel like he's not that it's up to him. But I feel like you know he'd rather hand out some that. green tee shots in Sea Isle. Yeah, like, yes. Whereas, like, BG, not that BG would, like, I mean, I think BG actually would. But, I uh, think he'd be down for it, yeah. yeah not in a bad like, way, yeah. but No, it. yeah. He's, oh, he deserved it. I think yeah. he should be Brandon Graham. I mean, hey, maybe put both of them up there. Maybe do something where you're getting, like, somehow, you know, like, a, a, an image of both of them or something. I don't know. But, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Wentz obviously has to come down. It's taking them too long. To it's it's off now, though, right? At least um, the, the thing was there, but I haven't seen it without it. Like there was that crane that was there. Pictures of that went 
semi-viral, however you want to say it, but I haven't driven by 95 myself yeah, I haven't since looked yet. to see whether it's still there. But um, the Inquirer reported that uh, the Eagles confirmed it's coming down late July, so I actually don't think it's officially down yet. But it's Are people going to line up to watch like they did when it got <laughs> exploded? Did you see the vet get exploded? No. I was there. Well, not there. Yeah. In, in the you stadium, were in the stadium. Was, <laughs> yeah, I was in the stadium. I was the one who pressed, <laughs> I pressed the button. <laughs> I lined up at like uh you know tenth and Bigler or whatever. There was by that you know football field over there. There was you know a ton of people over there. Uh, Doug in the chat asked if they're moving the Wentz banner into Howie's office, which is funny, you know, because he does have that. Well, no, right head. next to his fat heads. Yeah, yeah. I guess he's gonna have to. I didn't think about that though. I didn't even think about that. That's a good uh, call by Doug because that makes me think. I guess he's he's already taken those down. I wonder if there's. I mean, they can't still be up, right? I mean, how much stuff is still in the stadium of him? Like, I think they uh, have it. I mean, besides stuff like, I don't think they have any stuff with. If you're if you're ever up on the top level, they have stuff memorializing a specific game or a specific moment. I don't even think they have anything yeah. for Wentz in the 2017 season. Not in the saying that they shouldn't, but the the games they have up there are either classic games of players long departed, or if they have a modern game, it'll probably be one of the playoff games. So I was at the link early June because they had the OTA practice there. And I don't remember seeing a lot of Wentz stuff. I don't remember seeing anything that was like, you know, like a gaping hole where it used to be. They'll still be up on that Pro Bowl room, right? Uh, yeah, in, their, in the Novacare complex, that, that wall. Yeah, I mean, Jason Babbitt. I mean, you know, everyone who makes a Pro Bowl basically is up on Not that Miles wall. Not Miles Sanders. Not Miles Sanders who didn't actually make the Pro Bowl through, like, legitimate means. He made it through a fan vote, which is not the same thing. Did he play in it? Well, it was like it was this year, so they didn't even have one. It was just like oh. a like a Madden competition. It was like some kind of Madden game that players played. So, so yeah, like, so even like more fake. It's not even a real Pro Bowl game. Yes. Um. Anyway, it's a it's a side thing, but yeah. Um. So yeah, absolutely. BG should be up on there. Um. Do they retire Brendan Graham's number? I don't think they do. Hmm. But, should but they? they ice it for a long time. I mean, what they're going to do? I'm what, not what they're pro, going like, to do. retire a million numbers because then you get in like Celtics and Yankees territory where you're running out of numbers. Yeah, there's too many. Uh, yeah. The Eagles have too many. Like for a franchise that hasn't even like accomplished, you know, much, much like relatively to you know, let's say the 49ers or the you know, the Cowboys, regrettably, or the Steelers or the Patriots, like. You know what's funny? The Bears have like so many retired numbers. It's like it's even more than it's like I think it's the most in the league. It's just like ridiculous. But I but love McNabb, but I don't even think they should have retired his number. Yeah, I I agree. Who, I mean, the, who from twenty seventeen? I'm going to ask you two different categories: should they yeah. retire and will they retire? Okay, should we'll do sh- so both for each person? Yeah, or like or, you give your should list first or your would list okay. first, whatever. All right, who you got? For should, Kelsey? Uh, yes. I think not specifically based on 2017, but Jason Peters as a guy who's probably going to be a first bout Hall of Famer and seems to have a very good relationship with Jeffrey uh-huh. Lurie. Uh, so that's two guys. Fletcher Cox is a borderline guy for me. Yeah. I would, as someone who's like a Hall of Very Good guy, but not like a Hall of Famer, I'd have Ertz mm-hmm. in that same category where they're, they're, you know, perennial pro, pro bowlers, but not necessarily like Hall of Famers. Yeah, Ertz is um, definitely a no for me. Yeah. 
and should, and I think it's an absolute will or would, number nine. And you're not going to say no to that. (laughs) I know you are. But he should and will be. No one will ever wear that number again. And I thought we were going to have to wait for Carson Wentz's career to end in Philadelphia before they had that ceremony. But as soon as Nick Fultz's career is over, that next year on a – you know, a game they're going to be wearing midnight green uniforms. Nick Foles is going to show up for a retirement ceremony. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the Eagles have this practice of not handing out jersey numbers, as we know, too. Uh, well, like, but where does, I, I, I kind of like that because it gives you some optionality. But where does it end? I know. Like they haven't given like, out number 12 in, in 25 years. Are they waiting until they, they they draft like the number one overall pick and it's a quarterback or receiver who uh-huh. wears number twelve and they're like, okay, we can hand that out. Like eighty seven's not in the rotation. Like I Brent Sock's cool, but like who they cares? give out they give out Malcolm Jenkins. They give out thirty six before eighty seven. Yeah. And yeah, and Westbrook. And it's back um, to the roster guys. I know. And again, Jenkins Jake was cool. What was the question here? I totally lost you. Numbers that you think should and will be retired, like two different categories. Like, who do you think they um, should retire, and who do you think actually will be? I think Kelsey is going to be a Hall of Famer. I do. I think I, he I should think be he's... a Hall of Famer. Like, I don't think Fletcher Cox should be a Hall of Famer. I don't think Zach. I'd have to look more into that, like more into the context of like defensive tackle numbers before like to have a really good idea. I think Kelsey kind of doesn't really make the threshold based on some of like precedents, but like. I just think like it's very obvious he was the best player at his position for a decent amount of time and such a unique player. And also like it's Hall of Fame. Like he has a famous moment with the Super Bowl parade. Like the, in the, the ring. The Hall of Fame career are there for him. And he has an incredible amount of respect from like I feel like the voters and, and everything. Like I feel like I, I just think he is definitely in uh JP is definitely in. Peters is definitely in. he's just not even in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's, gonna be a, he's, he's gonna be first ballot. He's one of the best be. offensive linemen. Forget tackle. Like, just legitimately one of the best offensive linemen to ever play in the NFL. Ever, it just is. Ever. Not yeah, ever. tackle not in this era. Yeah. Not for the Eagles ever, ever, ever. Ever. Uh, I don't really know. Like, I would do BG, but I mean, at the very least, I would. Name. But like, should they? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't an all-world player. Like, yeah. he's. He had the like the most important play in the history of Philadelphia sports. I love him. You love him, but like, should they? I mean, he made one it's, Pro Bowl. Or had like, what's his career high in sacks? Nine, ten? Did he reach yeah. ten this year? It's um, more than about that. Though, it's more than that, obviously. It's it's more than the Super Bowl. It's more than the, coming out the biggest Correct. play in franchise history. Like when I say Brandon Graham is an all time Eagle, like Brandon Graham is what a Philadelphia Eagles player is. Like that is like the textbook definition Eagles player a guy who came in he you know had some struggles early on everyone wrote him off he came, he was an underdog he came up he built out a great career he's everything that Brandon Graham represents like he's a great family man he's a great like greatest you know, interview veteran. I've ever had just a great like personality on the team like he's just like he is what you want every Eagles player to be at, at least in terms of what they can do like off the field obviously you want some players who are getting more talented or whatever I want some but, good like, players for sure yeah but like he he is just like to me he's like the quintessential that's the word I'm looking for the quintessential Eagles player and I, agree. I just feel like that needs to be memorialized as like a standard like this is the standard like this is Ryan to, uh, of, real quick said Lane Johnson what do you think. Because there's a period he's the best right tackle no. in the NFL. I think that time is over. Um, 
I love Lane. Lane is a legend for sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean like how many numbers can they retire? Like that team is so special right. to all of us, all of us, and from literally millions of people, they can't retire like every good player's number from it. Not right now. I would yeah. say if Lane has like three and what more, if, if Lane goes Andrew Whitworth mode and ends up playing well, yeah. forty, maybe then. And he's making like four or five more All Pros. Then yeah, yeah. okay, but. Um, but yeah, not right now. And that's you know, it's not against of very these good guys. Guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything against the guys. Yeah, I don't want but... this to be like, hey, they don't like Lane, John- <laughs> Lane Johnson is one of the best picks in Eagles history in yeah. a very poor draft in a redraft. He might go, you know, even higher than four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that's about it. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's I mean, a good wrap up. We did the Kelly Green Midnight Green thing, and then did some stuff that was a little uniform adjacent for fun. There we go. All right. Well, we'll be back at some point in the future. Don't know when exactly, but obviously, stay tuned to BleedingGreenNation.com and the Bleeding Green Nation podcast feed, which uh, Seamus has a new from the bleachers on there. If you haven't listened to it already, it was a little, then, it was a little fun one talking about my favorite games, I guess, of my lifetime as an Eagles fan. So it's a little bit different. I'm not going to have, you know, the 1980 NFC Championship game in there. But it's fun. It's a little more positive than the way all of us have been pessimistic late about the direction of the Eagles and kind of Philly sports overall. You know what I think was an underrated one? I don't think it made your list unless I just, like, spaced it. But uh, week 16 of the 2013 season where the game ends up being meaningless. In they terms absolutely of, like, route the Bears. Yeah. That's the first game I had like a real Eagles tailgate for. Yeah, we that was brought just... the uh, we brought the TV out for the first game or like a four o'clock game where we needed the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost that game and they won. They would have clinched that game. So we had the yes. know, TV at the back of my truck, my SUV, I should say. Mm-hmm. And you know, people are crowding around watching the game. The Cowboys won. Well, what's meaningless? Chip plays the starters and they absolutely throttle them. And that was great energy. That was big winter energy, a rare thing for Chip yep. to go and throttle that team saying, I don't care if this game is meaningless. We're going to beat the crap out of this team, and we're going to go down in Dallas in Week 17 and win. Week 17, NFC Championship, NFC East Championship game. That probably should have been on the list. It is what it is. But that was a great moment, too. Going back to that Bears game, that's the quote, after that game is where the quote came out. I think it was Howard Eskin who asked the question about, like, why do you play your starters? And Chip said, we're from Philadelphia, and we fight. And like, that was such a good line. Like yes. That was like, oh, this is, I'm all in on Chip. And obviously it didn't work out. But in that moment. Two like, years very, later. It was, yeah, it was a fun, it was a super fun game to be. I remember driving down to that game being like pissed because like you said, with the Cowboys winning, like it made that game basically meaningless for the Eagles. It did actually, winning helped them in a way that in the very unlikely event that they tied in week 17 in that yes. finale, the Eagles actually would have advanced because of the tie would have helped them. But, um, so it did like help them a teeny, teeny bit. But, but yeah, you know. Obviously not a lot. They still basically had to beat Dallas. And uh, it was just fun. And do you know who the quarterback was for the Bears in that game? Kyle Wharton. Was it? No. That's, uh, he, that was for the Cowboys the next week. Oh, do you mean for the, the Bears? Yeah, the Bears. Yeah, give me a second. Because um, it wasn't Cutler. It was the guy nope. who came in and filled in for Cutler. Yeah, who was that? It was Josh McCown. Oh, it was Josh McCown. I knew it was the guy who just played for the Eagles. I was about that. to say Brian Hoyer, even though his numbers that year, uh, his he might have led the league in like I know Foles had a bunch of stuff, but his like yards per attempt were Ooh. an outrageous amount. You're talking about McCown? 
Yes. Yeah, he came in super hot because then he got like, a contract yeah. with the Bucks, I believe, after that. Yeah. Um. All right, but yeah, uh, what, what else we got in the chat here? Uh, everyone's signing off. All right, in the chat. So cool. We'll wrap up here. And yeah, again, just stay tuned to uh, give us a follow. Give Seamus and I both a follow here on Green Room itself. So I guess maybe we'll get notifications if it's working. Well, I mean, I'll try to do yeah, it. I'm you not going to guarantee the service. Today, so okay, good. Make sure you uh, follow specifically BLG, but also me on here. All right. And we'll talk to you all next time. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this podcast came from SaaS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SaaS Via, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.